Today's daf is daf nun. We are holding at the Mishnah at the bottom of Mem Tesamud Beis. Do you want to make Mute yourself, co-host? Adam. Do you want to make him a co-host? Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. Let's start the Mishnah. Okay, Zavdeil Gemishna. Chofer Bor Bershusa Yochid. Someone dug the cavity of the bore was in a private domain, Upsochoi, but he opened up the entrance to the bore was in Rishusa Rabim. Rabim, or the cavity of the bore was in Rishusa Rabim, Upsochoi, but it was open to Rishusa Yochid. All right? Now we're going to see the ton of this Mishnah holds either way you're chayv. Now Tosvis says over here a very important rule. Tosvis says, is if you take a look at Tosfos, the rule of this matter is and throughout the learning of the sugya that we're going to learn now, that a bar is defined by its entrance. So wherever it opens into, it's considered to be a bar of that domain. So therefore, even though the, even if the cavity is in Rishusa Yochid, but it's open to Rishusa Rabin, it's called a bar of Rishusa Rabin. If its cavity is in Rishusa Rabin, but it's open to Rishusa Yochid, it's called a bar of Rishusa Yochid. So that's a, a very what important does that rule. Mean, the, op- the open. I think of a whole a pit is open all around. No, no, because it can be covered and only has like it's only got like one, a, one area, but it's it's like a subterranean, you know. Uh, a tunnel you know. shaft. Right, right. So, mm. so. Uh, what what the what the uh, what what the town of our Mishnah holds? Therefore, it doesn't matter whether it's open to Rishus Rabim or it's open to Rishus Yochid. Either way, you're going to be held liable. Now here we have the next Tosfos. We're not going to read inside. Brings down a, dif- a difference between Rashi and Tosfos how to understand this. But Rashi learns when we say that the opening is into the Rishus Yochid, that you're going to be held accountable for the bore. Rashi says that it's talking about where you seeded the land around the bore for people to come into. Because if you dig a bore in the middle of your Yochid and someone trespasses and falls into that bore, so then you say, who told you to come into my house? So therefore, says Rashi, so therefore, even if it's a bore of Yochid, you have to say that the person was mafkir the land, was seeded the land to Rishus to allow people to come in. Otherwise, you could, as the homeowner, have a right to claim you had no right coming in. So therefore, in order to be chayev, the time of our Mishnah does not make a distinction between if there's a Borushus Arabim or Borushus Ayochid. Just Rashi's point is that if it's a Borushus Ayochid, you have to allow entree to it in order for the person to be Chayev for that Bor. Okay, now we're going to see who the author is, but there's a third case over here. But right, the third case is like this Borushus Ayochid, Ubsachel, Borushus Ayochid, Acher, Chayev. That let's say you opened it up in one private domain, you, you dug it in one private domain, but the entrance to it you made in another private domain, you also will be Chayev. Now here Tosvas discusses Rashi's opinion. If you read the Rashi simply, the way I read it, was Rashi was saying is, let's say it was Ruvain dug the hole from his own domain into Shimon's domain, right? And Shimon then seeded the land around it to allow people to come into it, all right, and it must be that he never told Reuven, I don't want this, because if he told Reuven, I want then Reuven is violation. Tosvah says that's too complicated. Tosvah's case is that Reuven had two private domains. 
Reuven started in one of his private domains and ended up going into his other private domain. He says that's what Rashi means as well. It's hard, I think, to read it into the Rashi. But anyway, the point is that it's the fact that it's completely in Rishus HaYochid, meaning in the first, in the case before, it was the cavity was in Rishus HaRabim and opened Rishus HaYochid. Here it's saying even if it's completely in Rishus HaYochid, and the novelty of that we're going to see is that in the case before, when you dug a cavity under Shusarabim, you're doing something wrong, the Gemara is going to say. You have no right to create a cavity under Shusarabim. Nevertheless, all right, there's going to be an opinion that holds that you potter if it's open to Shusarabim. This opinion holds you high, but you could think you're high because you did something wrong because you made the cavity under. But what happens if it's both areas are yours? The one Rishus is a private domain, the other Rishus doesn't matter. The fact is that if you allow people to go around the bar, even if the bar is not being made hefker, but the area around it has, and people, you're going to be chayiv. But the point is that the time of our mission, and that's the takeaway the Mishnah holds, you're chayiv whether the bar opens into Rishus Rabim, whether the bar opens Rishus HaYochid, the Torah obligates the, uh, the, the person who created that obstacle to be responsible for anybody or at least anything that falls, we'll see, or the, within the categories of what Bora obligates a person, he is chayev in that situation. Now we're going to bring down a brysa, which is going to bring a machlokas between Rabbi Yishmo and Rabbi Akiva. It's not clear exactly what they're arguing about, and it's going to be a machlokas amaroyim between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef as to what the actual machlokas between Rabbi Yishmo and Rabbi Akiva is. Now we need this for the next at least Ahmed. We need to understand this machlokas. It's not, it's not difficult in, Lam, in, in Svara, but it is technical. So it's obviously it's better if you have it written down with a chart, but we'll try and make this as simple as possible for us to understand. Now let's read the words carefully. Tan Rabban, we learned in a Braisam. So you, the cavity was under Rishus HaYochid, but the opening was the Rishus HaRabim, which according to Tosa's principle means this has a status of what type of a bore? It's open to Rishus HaRabim. It has a din of Rishus HaRabim. Tosa says wherever it's open to, that's the type of bore it is, okay? Chayev. That you are obligated for and that's the bar that the Torah was referencing when you are liable. So you see Rabbi Shmuel holds your chayef for bar Rabin. Comes along Rabbi Akiva Omer, the person dug the bar in his own private rishus, and then like Rashi learned before, he was mafkir the area around the bar, allowing people now to walk up to the edge of the bar. But but you are not mafker the bar. So even though you retain ownership of the bar, but you allowed people to come up to the edge of the bar by being mafker the area around the bar. Zeu bar That's the case of the bar in the Torah. Now, what type of bar is that? That's bar That's a private do- a domain bar, right? The bar is open into your private domain. Now. It's not clear what does Rabbi Yishmael think about Rabbi Akiva's position, what does Rabbi Akiva think about Rabbi Yishmael's position, that's what's going to be explained now by the Amorim. But what we do know for sure is that Rabbi Yishmael holds Yochai for Bar Rabin, and we do know that Rabbi Akiva holds Yochai for Bar B'Shos That's what we know, okay? Now, Amorabba. So Rabba says like this. So therefore, this we're going to, the first interpretation is going to be Rabba's, and then we're going to see Rabbi Yosef. 
So Rabbi says like this, that Rabbi Yishmael's shita, that you're chai for a bar b'rshus everybody agrees to. It means Rabbi Akiva does not disagree with that. That's espousing the, uh, the, 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 the norm that everybody holds, that you're chai for a bar b'rshus My time, what's the reason? He says like this, because the Torah says as follows. The Torah says, when it talks about a bar in the Torah, it says a person either digs a bar. First it says, if you uncover the bar, Uncover the bar's mashma, you yourself didn't dig it. Somebody dug it, and you opened it up, you uncovered it. Or it says you dug it, right, and you leave it uncovered. Now the obvious question is, is if you're chayev for uncovering the bar that somebody else dug, then why do you have to tell me that you're chayev when you yourself dug it? Right, there's no need to tell me if you are chayev, the first case over there is where you opened up a bar that up. somebody else had dug, right? You're chayev. Certainly, you've been Certainly yourself. yourself. So why do you have to have both of those clauses? We'll see. So therefore, the Pazik says like this. So what's the reason, again, that you know that you're chayev for a bar v'shosah My time. Well, this is why Rabbi Akiva agrees to Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbo. His Amar Kroki Yiftach, the Pazik says if you open the bar, and that's a Chayichre, and if you dig the bar. Those are two clauses. You open it or you dig it. Now, if you already have the first clause that you're for opening up the bar, means uncovering. Someone dug a bar and covered it, and you came along and uncovered it, and for that you're Chayiv. So then Al Kriya Lakosha came. So if you went and dug a bar yourself, so then Kosha came, Kalvachomer, you should be Chayiv in that particular case. So what was the point that the Torah is telling you? So what, what, what the rabbi says that everybody agrees to, what the Torah is telling you is as follows, is because we know the other nezokin in the Torah, like Shor, right? Shor, you, are, you own the damaged. You, don't, you own the damager, the damaging entity, right? You own the Shor, right? So you might think that therefore, Bor also specifically if when you, if you're the mazik, the mazik, your mazik, so you might think it also has to be your bor, all right. Now, therefore, comes along the Torah and tells you the chiyuv of bor is not because it's your item that damages. The chiyuv of bor is because you created a takola, you created a something that people can stumble over. So therefore, if you created something that's some over, therefore it makes, the, it's the actions that you did, whether you uncovered it, whether you dug it. So the reason why it uses those double expressions to tell you it's the action of creating it that creates the liability, not the action of owning it. It's not the idea of owning it, but the, oh, that's why it says the double lotion. So therefore, so therefore, Ella shall escape sikhal, escape kriya baloi. The action of your uncovering or the action of digging it is what creates it, not the ownership of the item, right? So therefore, in terms of a barber shusa rabim, there's no question that concept everybody agrees. So that's, and that's what Rabbi Yishmael says, and Rabbi Akiva doesn't disagree with it. So what does Rabbi Akiva add? Rabbi Akiva says, even though I agree with you, you're chayv on a bar that's in a shusarabim, I hold you're also chayv if what? If it's a bar b'shusayachid. Lo nech l'ku'ela b'bar b'shuso, where it's a bar in your own domain. Why? Rabbi Akiva savar, Rabbi Akiva holds, bar b'shusay nami chayv. 
that you're chayv not only in the case of Rishus Rabin, but you're also chayv where you made the bar in your own Rishus, right? And why? How does he know that? Because when it talks about when you pay, when it says the bar pays, what does the Torah use the expression? The owner of the pit pays. Now what does that imply? The owner of the, not the owner of the no, no 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 no. But the oh. word is just the word itself. Oh, that it means that even if you own even if you own the pit, I know that you don't have to own the pit from the first for the where the Bible says before that you just have to dig or but even if you own the pit, Barabal Yushalam tells me you're hide even if it is a bore that's in your private domain. I says Rashi, but if it's in my private domain, then why can't I tell the person who says you should trespass over here? Because we're talking about a case that what he did, he made hefker the area around it, so you hold you don't have a right to do that. So therefore, balabar bebar the is lay bialim. It's talking about a board that has bialim to amarachmana. Now, so bottom line is like this. So, so so far we're saying is like this. Rabbi Yishmael's statement that you're chayv for bar b'shusarabim. Everybody agrees. What is Rabbi Akiva adding? He says, you're not only chai for a bor b'shusarabim, but you're also chai for a bor b'shusayochi. Means that Shmuel must not agree with that. Not Shmuel. Uh, so now, the question, I, why doesn't Rabbi Shmuel, Shmuel, but how does he understand? The Pazit does say that Bala bor yeshalem, the owner of the pit will pay. How does he understand that? So what is Rabbi Shmuel Savar? What Bala bor means, we attributing it to it as if you're bor. Since you created the obstacle, it's considered like it's yours, but it doesn't actually mean financially, in terms of owning the asset, you don't have to own the bar, then in fact, Stoma, well, you don't own the pit. Though I is calling you the Baal HaBor, where it says when you pay, because since you created the damage, we attribute it as if what? As if you're the owner of the bar. So therefore, LMI, so, uh, uh, so therefore like this, so therefore, Savar Baal HaTakolo, you know, Yol, that means Baal HaTakolo, but not Baal HaBor. Now, let's just step back, because we have to add a couple points here from Rashi. Raj explains like this, is that, so we, we understand that the simple, the reading of the Pasuk where it says that where you uncover or you dig, that's telling me just the action alone makes you chayev, which means that even though it's Rosh Hashanah and you don't own the land, but you, your action created the, uh, the, 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 the takala, your action created the obstacle, and therefore you are responsible even if you don't own. That, that's, and that's what Rabbi Shmuel says, and Rabbi Kiva really agrees to it. Comes along Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva, he says yes, but I also hold that even if you do it in your own domain, you're going to be chayv, because the Pasuk actually calls it Baal HaBor Yishalim, by the, time, by the payment it says the one who owns the bar, means even if it's Rosh Hashayachid. Now we explain, well, but in Rosh Hashayachid, why can't you say you shouldn't have been trespassing? Because it's talking about a case where, now says Rashi, well, what does Rabbi Shmuel hold? So Rabbi Shmuel holds that if I cede my land to people to come in, I'm only doing it unconditional that I don't have liability. Why would I want to create more liability for myself? So therefore, I, st- I still have a right to say, you can use it, but use it at your own risk. That's what Rabbi Yishmael holds. And therefore, I'm not Chayev if I own the boar. I'm only Chayev when I don't own the boar, because when I don't own the boar, I had no right to dig such a boar to begin with in Rosh Rabim. That's why I'm Chayev. But if I dig in Rosh Hashanah, where I had a right to dig in Rosh Hashanah, I just seeded the land around it. Rabbi Yishmael holds your potter. Rabbi Akiva Taka holds in that case. You're Chayev, all right? Now, the question is like this. The wording of the Mishnah has to be explained, okay? Because the way it started as follows. Rabbi Shmuel said that Yerchai for Bar and Zeu, and that's the bar that the Torah discusses. 
Now we're saying everybody agrees that that is the bore. The case of the bore, where you uncovered or you dug the pit, what kind of bore it's talking about? The way Rabbi explained, Rabbi Kiva agrees to Rabbi Shmuel, it's the bore of Rishusa Rabbim. But then Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva himself added, you're also higher for a bore in Rishusa Yachid. And then he said the words, and this is the bore. That the Torah is discussed. But no, you just said that the, you agree, you just said you agree with Rabbi Yishmael that the bar that the Torah is discussing is talking about Roshusa Rabin. So how can you use the words, this is the bar that the Torah is discussing, referring to a bar of Roshusa Yachu, when you just agreed with Rabbi Yishmael? That's the Mora's question. So Mora says like this. The, uh, and Elamai, therefore, according to this explanation, so what does it mean when Rabbi Akiva said, Zeubar Amor Torah, to Kama Rabbi Akiva? Right? What, uh, right? what it means is as follows. It means, remember, there's two parts of the Pesukim in the Torah. One discusses the damages, one discusses the payment. Means is I agree with you. The bar of the damages is talking about a bar b'shusarabim. That I agree with you. But what the Torah is adding when it says that baal habar yeshalem, what the Torah when, that, when the Torah uses that expression by payment, what type of bar is that referring to? That's referring to a bar b'shusayochid. Right, we said Rabbi Shmuel doesn't agree with it, but that's what Rabbi Akiva holds. Okay, so let's just step back over here because we're about to see Rabbi Yosef. I just want to make sure we have clear Rabbi Rabba. Rabba's understanding of our Mishnah is Rabbi Shmuel holds that you're chayv on a bar b'shusa rabim, you're not chayv for a bar b'shusa yochid. And Rabbi Akiva adds, not only are you chayv, like Rabbi Shmuel says, to a bar b'shusa rabim, you're also chayv to a bar now, our Mishnah, who says you're high for both, then, would be going like, according to Rabbah, would be the opinion of? Akiva, according to Rabbi Akiva. That's how it come out. Now, let, let's see what Rabbi Yosef holds. Rabbi Yosef holds the opposite. Rabbi Yosef says like this. Rabbi Yosef starts off this way. Let me explain to you what Rabbi Yosef is going to say. Rabbi Yosef starts off as follows. Is that actually, everybody agrees to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, you're high for Bar Bershusa Yochid. Because the Pazik says, Baal Habar Yishalem, the owner of the Bor pays, it's Mashma that he owns the Bor, which is Bor Vishusa Yachid. Even Rabbi Yishmael agrees to that. What Rabbi Yishmael is adding, not only are you chai for a Bor Vishusa Yachid, Rabbi Yishmael is saying, you're also chai for a Bor Vishusa Rabbi. And Rabbi Akiva does not agree to that. I mean, according to Rabbi Yosef, it's Rabbi Yishmael that's adding to Rabbi Akiva and not Rabbi Akiva adding to Rabbi Shmuel, which comes out in the opposite impact. Rabbi Shmuel holds both and Rabbi Akiva only holds Barbashusayachid, not Barbashusarabim. And they both agree you're high for Barbashusayachid. Their argument is in the case of Barbashusarabim, which is exactly the opposite of what Rabbi learned. Okay? So therefore, let's see Rabbi Yosef inside. So Rabbi Yosef, Amar, Babar Yachid, Kula Amalipligi. Nobody argues about whether the bar is being dug in Shusa Yachid that you're going to be Chayev. Everybody holds you Chayev, the Machayev, Maitam. What's the reason? Because the positive says by the payments. Baal Habar Yashalim. Baal Habar is Mashmi. You own the pit. That's Bar Yachid. That nobody argues with. So the Amarachman, that's what Akhurish Baruch was saying. The bar is like Baal, specifically a bar that has ownership, which has to be Askinan. Therefore, it has to be Bar Yachid. Keep leaving with the arguing about. Rabbi Shmuel adds to Rabbi Akiva not only but you also have Why? Because he says, because the, the, the Pasuk says, you're for the uncovering and you're for the digging. Why did I have to say both? To tell you just for the action of doing it, even though you don't own the land. Which is adding what? That's adding even a bar. Which was a rabbin. 
like we said before, if you chai for the uncovering, so now a kriya for the digging of kosher Elishal It's telling you chai for the actions of the digging or the uncovering of the digging. You chai for, and never you chai even a borbishus a rabbi. So borbishus a yachid. It says bala borishalom for sure you chai. Rabbi Yishmol adds that since it says you chai for uncovering, you chai for digging. Let's come and tell you chai for borbishus a rabim as well. Now Rabbi Akiva disagrees with that. Rabbi Akiva says you're only chai for borbishus. Hayochid. Right? You're not chai for a barbashur Now, if that's the case, then what does Rabbi Akiva have to explain? See, we're keeping Cheshman here. Well, then he's got to explain. I'm a little bit confused. A moment ago, in the previous interpretation. One second, Adam. One second. He doesn't hold that. So, what problem does he still have to explain? He has to explain why is the Torah used the lotion of digging and uncovering? Because digging and uncovering, Rabbi Shmuel learned, is to include a barbershus arabim. So he has to explain why the Torah used the double language. What are you asking, Adam? Okay, in the previous explanation, where we said in, in the Bershutara, be very specific here. The previous explanation of what? The way Rabbi explained it? Right now, we're doing Rabbi Yosef. We're doing Rabbi Yosef right now. Okay, right. So, Rabbi, I have a question. If Rabbi could say that Rabbi Shmuel says that you should be Yachid, you're not liable, and, and Rabbi Akiva says... No, that's not what... Rabbi, that, that, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That is correct. That is what Rabbi said. Because yeah. Rabbi Shmuel would say, I didn't give you permission to go in the boy. You could walk up to it, right? That was... That's way Rabbi, Rabbi explained shot in Rabbi Shmuel. According to Rabbi, according to Rabbi Yosef, nobody holds of that. If you allow people to walk up to the edge of the pit, you're responsible for people falling in, and everybody holds you high for Bershusa Yochid. That argument is by a bar Bershusa Rabbin. Why would you, even if you don't own the one, obviously you don't own the Bershusa Rabbin, but if you uncover the hole or you dig it, why would you not be liable? You did something bad. In Shemaim, they're going to ding you, but if it's not your thing that's damaging, according to the according to Rabbi Akiva, it's not mine. The Torah is not high of me if it's not mine. That's how he understands it. Okay. What's that? Okay. Right. Now, what about Rabbi Akiva? Hano, Hano, those two expressions of psicha and kriya, mitzvah tzvichi, they're necessary for themselves. They're not coming to add Rishusa Rabbim. They're needed. You have to know, even Rishusa Yachid, you have to know there's a difference. means there's a difference whether I dug it in my own Rishus or I uncovered in my Rishus. You need to have both. Why do I need to have both? But it's still talking about Rishusa Yachid. It's not talking about Rishusa Rabbim. Why do I need both? If the Torah would have said like this, you know when you're Chayev, somebody else came and made the pit, right? You bought the land. Let's say you bought the land and already had a hole in it, okay? And you went and covered it, all right? And seeded the land around it, and then you uncovered it. Or somebody, somebody told you you covered and you uncovered it and seeded the land. So that's what the Torah would be talking about. Now, what would I have in, said? In what, in what place? In, in, in Rosh Hashayachim. Uh, not talking about, according to him, you're not chayv in Rosh Hashayachim. Right, so why do you need the both, the Loshonas over because here? Because you bought a piece of property. It's talking about Rosh Hashayachim. Now, what's the, need, what's the need to write both in Rosh Hashayachim of covering and digging? Uncovering and digging. Why do I need both? So he says like this. If you would have just said that you're chayv when I uncovered it, I would have thought like this. What does the Torah say over there? The Torah says that you uncovered it, right? 
You're like, you uncovered your chayv. It's mashma that in order to not be chayv, what do you still, what, all you have to do is to cover it. I would have thought, you know why? Because since you didn't dig it, so therefore to be chayv, you uncover it, and to remove the liability, you cover it. But I would have thought like this, what if you dig it? If you dig it, maybe it's not enough just to cover it. What do you have to do not to be liable for digging it? Maybe you have to fill it. Maybe you have to fill it because you dug the whole thing. Maybe it's not enough just to cover it. So therefore, if it only wrote your chayyeh because you uncovered it, I would have thought, and your potter when you covered it. But if you dug it, I would have said your only potter when you refilled it. That's why it has to tell you both the case of dig of, of covering, of uncovering, and the case of digging, that covering would be sufficient to remove liability. So therefore, let's say, Imam, so the question is like this, Rabbi Kiva holds like this, Hanu Mezuk Tzrichi, Dikaz Rachmano Ki Yiftach, where you uncovered, Havamina, Paisechu, where you uncovered, Sagile Bekisui, there it's sufficient just to cover it, to remove liability. Kaira, but where you dug it, lo sagile bekisui, add the atim lay. It's not enough to remove liability by covering it. What do you have to do to remove liability? Atim lay, you have to fill it with dirt in order to, you have to undo what your actions were. That's what you have to do. Okay? Now, that's why, that's why it has to write that uh, uncovering is not enough. You have to add uh, digging as well. Now, why not just write digging? If, it, if you would have written where you dig it, your chayiv, havamin, I would have thought like this, kriya boy kisui, that where you dug the hole, that's where you're responsible for covering the hole, right? Because you dug it, you covered. But let's say you did not dig the hole, somebody else dug the hole, and you just uncovered it. I could argue that, you know what, okay, I did something wrong, I shouldn't have covered it. But for to be liable, I shouldn't be liable at the end of the day, why? Because I'm not the one that dug it. So therefore, it tells you, you know, either way, whether you dug the hole or you just uncovered the hole, you're chayev. So therefore, Mishum de Avad Maisa, where you dug it, you did the full action of a Paseya, but where you just uncovered the law of Maisa, you didn't do the actual act of digging the hole. So, maybe you don't have to cover it either. So, the liability is going to be on the guy who dug it. Kamash Malan comes to teach me that whether you uncover, whether you dug, either way you are chayyad. So therefore, but again, now you said you need both clauses, they're not redundant. So therefore, says Rabbi Akiva, it's only talking about Rishur Sayyachid. It's not telling me coming to include a Rishur Sayyachid. Kamash Malan. Now, the question now is to go the other way around. According to Rabbi Yosef, everybody agrees. Baal Habor Yishalem, that what type of bar is the Torah referring to? Baal Habor Yishalem, there's an owner on the bar. So then what did Rabbi Yishmael say when he says, Yechayv and Yishusarabim, and that's the bar that the Torah is talking about. We just said, everybody agrees, there's no matter Yishusayachim. So what is the Elamai, Zehu Bor Ha'amur Debe Torah, Dekam Rabbi Shmuel. What did he mean by that? Means like this, it's the opposite of what Rabbi said, meaning it's true. The bar that Yechai, that everybody agrees Yechai, Yechai, but he says the fact that it says the two terms, according to Bishmo, that it says digging and it says covering, is coming to include me that the, uh, the Torah is also referencing what type of a bar, not just a bar of Yechai, but it's also referencing a bar of Yechai. So, in the Pasuk that we began, the damages, in the, in the Psukim of the damages, where you dig, where you uncover, that's referencing a Yechai bar. The payments referencing a Rosh Hashanah bar. So, okay, so it comes out like this. Let's just step back because we really have to have this clear. According to Rabbah, what's the Machlokas? According to Rabbah, Rabbi Yishmael says, Yochayev, 
in a bar in Rosh Rabbim. Rabbi Akiva agrees that you're chayav for a bar in Rabbim, but he adds you're also chayav for a bar in So it comes out that uh, uh, according to Rabbi, wow. uh, according to Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva was the author of our Mishnah, because he's the one who holds you chayav for both, and that's what our Mishnah said. According to Rabbi Yosef, Everybody agrees with Rabbi Yekiva that you're chayav for a bar b'shusayochid. What Rabbi Yishmael was adding, you're even chayav for a bar b'shus harabin. Rabbi Yishmael, does, Rabbi Yekiva doesn't agree with that. Rabbi Yekiva holds you're only chayav for a bar b'shusayochid. You're not chayav for a bar b'shusayochid. Okay, and therefore it comes that the one who holds both is Rabbi Yishmael. Therefore, according to Rabbi Yosef, the author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yishmael. Okay, that's where we're holding right now. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Mesave, the Gemara has the following question from a Brysa. Let's take a look and will tell me who we're asking on. Hachofer bar b'shusarabim. Somebody started digging the pit, the cavity with the b'shusarabim. Upsachol b'shusayochim. And it opened into b'shusayochim. So what type of a bar is it? That's going to be, we said where it opens is... It's where the opening is, right? It's b'shusayochim, because it opened into b'shusayochim. Potter. So this author holds, the time of this Brisa holds, you're potter for a bar b'shusayochim. Even though you're not really supposed to do that, because you shouldn't be making cavities under the public domain. But nevertheless, you are potter because you're not chayah for a bar b'shusayochim. So far so good. Now, if you dug circular pits, Shechin are trenches, maros are, 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 are like, uh, the, they're, they're like vaults underground that open up on top. But the opening is which is a bar of You are chayiv, you're going to be chayiv. Now, so the Tana of this Brisa clearly holds, you're chayiv for, you're chayiv for shusarabim, you're potter for a rishus hayochid. Okay, now, the question is, who can this author be? Rabbi Yishmael. Well, let's see, because Rabbi's going to have to say one opinion, etc. So let's go through it. Who does Rabbi say that it goes like? Uh, Rabbi says that the Mishnah is by Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi says that this Mishnah is, let's go again. Rabbi, what was Rabbi? Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yishmael is the one that said, you're chayv only for Rishus Rabbim, and you're potter for Rishus HaYochid. Rabbi Akiva said you're chayv for both. Right. Okay. Now, what what does this Brisa what does this Brisa say? This Brisa is saying Rishusa Rabin. Oh, but not Rishusa Yafin. This Brisa no, says the opposite. It's no, 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 no. Rishusa Rabin, you're high. This Brisa said that if it's open to Rishusa Rabin, you're high. If it's open to Rishusa Yafin, you're Potter. Which means it's going like like to be small. It's going like to be small. Okay. Now, according to. And the problem is going to be according to Rab Yosef. Why? Because what does Rab Yosef hold? Rab Yosef holds everybody holds your chayv and Rishus Hayochid. This doesn't go like anybody, because this says your potter and Rishus Hayochid. He says everybody holds your chayv and Rishus Hayochid. So this, this, the first part of this brisa clearly is a problem with the understanding of Rab Yosef. So far, so good. All right. So what it says like this. Now let's keep. Let's just finish the brisa. Um, now what happens over here? A person started digging uh, 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 wells or, or pits in his private domain on the border abutting 
For example, we're talking about people that are digging foundations. Now we're going to see there was a special zoning variance, a special zoning law that allowed people, because if you, when you dig a, dig a house, the foundation has to be wider than the house itself. Okay? I guess, I don't know, today that's the yeah, case. That, that, the foundation has to be bigger than the house. And therefore... When you build a wall, the foundation is not just under the wall. Right, it has to be wide. So therefore they allowed people to dig it all the way up to the boundary of the Rosh Hashanah And therefore, what, I guess after they finished building, then they would fill it up, right? That's what happened. But what happened before he got a chance to fill it up, somebody who was walking in the Rosh Hashanah fell over into it. Now it's right on the boundaries. You can't say to the guy, you're trespassing because he's allowed to be standing where he was standing. But nevertheless, because this was a zoning allowance that they allowed you to do... Shoot the city. Yeah, your potter, your potter. All right? Now, that, that, that's what the Tanakhama holds. Now we're going to see that... We'll, now, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda disagrees. He says even that zoning allowance you had to take care of it. He says, You have to either make a tent high barrier between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah to allow you to go all the way to the boundary. Or you had to make a setback. You had to make a setback from up to the point where people could walk or animals could walk. You had to set back the foundation. All right? Depending on the girsa. Now, Let's focus on this second half of this brisa. It says, "Why are you potter? Because you were get you had a very you had a, a zoning allowance because you were making leushim because you were making foundations. Implication is that if you weren't doing it for the sake of foundations, you just dug a pit all the way up to the rishus harabim and somebody fell in. Now remember, he's still falling into a bore that's rishus hayachid. What would be the what would be the halacha?" Halav Lushim wasn't for the sake of foundation. You would be chayiv. You would be chayiv. Now it comes out that the second half of the brisa is contradicting the first half of the brisa because the first half of the brisa said that if you dug a cavity in Rishus Rabin, but it opened into Rishus Yochid, you'd be potter because you're potter for a bar Rishus Yochid. The second part of the brisa says you're potter if you're doing for the sake of foundations. But if you're not doing it for the sake of foundation, then you would be kind. So you have the first half of the brisa. Tana seems to be saying barbershus ayachid is potter. Second half of the brisa seems to be saying that barbershus ayachid would be chayyim. So therefore, Hamani, who is who could be the author of this brisa? So when it says like this, Bishlama Raba, Raba, when he has this brisa, he has a way. It's not the best way to learn, but he has a way how to avoid. The problem. He'll tell you like this. Reisha, the first half of the bride, the Tana holds, that you're chayv only for Rishus Rabim and you're potter for Rishus Yochid. That's going like Rabbi Yishmael. That's Rabbi Yishmael's sheet. Because Rabbi Yishmael, remember, according to Rabba, he says you're chayv only for Rishus Rabim, you're potter for Rishus Hayochid. The second half of the bride, which implies that you're even chayv for Rishus Hayochid, that could be going like Rabbi Akiva. Say Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Yishmael, even though we don't like making two halves of a bride, going like to the northern, but at least you can accommodate the first half of the bride, according to Rabba, is Rabbi Yishmael. Second half of the bride is going like Rabbi Akiva. But Ella Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef is going to have a problem 
Now, the second half of the Bryce, according to him, that's not a problem. Because the second half of the Bryce says, you're chai versus yachid. Chai versus yachid held. Everybody says, you're chai versus yachid. So that's not a problem. Seifa, Divrei both Rab and Rab Yosef said, you're chai for Rishus yachid. The problem is, how are you going to explain the first half of the Bryce? The first half of the Bryce said that you're potter for Rishus yachid. He doesn't have anybody that holds that you're potter for Rishus yachid. So how is he understanding who the author of the first half of the Bryce is going to be? You know the question here. So they have Elorasha money. Low Rabbi Yishmael, the Rabbi Yishmael doesn't fit either opinion. Not Rabbi Yishmael, not Rabbi Akiva. So Amalach Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says like this. Is that Kula Divrei HaKolhi. I can make the entire Brisa at least as it pertains to the Rosh Hashanah case. It could go like everyone. Won't yeah. For the Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah that means it'll be, it'll be, everyone holds Yechayim. Our question was, the inference in the ratio was that you're Potter, right? He says, The way you learn the case in the ratio, you didn't see the land around the bar. Now, if you didn't see the land around the bar, then for sure you're going to be Potter. Why are you going to be Potter? Because you trespass. You trespass. So therefore, how can I be came So therefore, the safest talking about it was right on the boundary. Right on the boundary, unless it's for foundation purposes, you don't have a right to do. And therefore, you're bichayev, like everybody holds bichayev. The ratio that says that your potter is because you never see the land. Now, of course, there's still a machlokas going on because according to the Tanakhama and the Bryser, he said that for Shusarabim, you're going to bichayev. Now, not everybody, according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, holds that Rosh Hashanah That was only the opinion of Rabbi Yishma. It wasn't the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. But at least now there's a way to make it, as it pertains to Rosh Hashanah situation, it fits everybody. Second half is talking about where you ceded the land and you're chayiv. It's right on the boundary and you're chayiv. The Rosh is talking about where you never ceded the land and therefore you're going to be potter. That's now how, that's how Rabbi Yishmael gets out of how to, uh, that's how, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yosef gets out of how to make it that the bride is not going to be difficult to him. So Mara says like this, I'm a Rabbi Ashi, Hashtadu Kimto, Rabbi Yosef, now that you've figured out a way how to make this bride go, at least as it pertains to the case of the Rishus HaYochid, that it's not, it goes according to everyone's opinion, Look, I can figure out a way how according to Rabbi, you don't have to break it and say the first half is going like a Bishmal, the second half is going like a Bikiva. How do you do that? He says, Midereja Rabbi Shmuel. Since the Reisha, the first half clearly according to Rabbi is Rabbi Shmuel. Because the Tana holds your Chayef for, in the first half, Rosh Rabin, and your Potter for Rosh Yachid, that's Rabbi Shmuel. So now, how do you make the second half? Go like Rabbi Shmuel as well, right? So he says, Seifan Am Rabbi Shmuel. Now the problem in the second half, it says, you're high of, it's implication. It says, you did a foundations, your potter. It's much if you didn't do a foundation version, you're high How does that, that's, that doesn't go like Rabbi Shmuel. So how does that work? But time, the the problem was that the reason why we said your part was because it was for foundations. Halav Lushin wasn't a foundation of Bichayev. So the, how does that work? I'll tell you what happened over here. Now, according to this, a big Kiddush, but according to what, what he wants to say is that that permit, that when you're building a foundation, allows you not just to go up to the border. It allows you even to encroach a little bit 
into the land of the Rosh Hashanah. And you're still allowed to do it if it's for foundation. Now it comes out okay. If you did it for foundation purposes and someone fell in, okay, that's, that's you know what, they put up a sign, well, uh, that's, that's fine. Well, foundation's being built, not a problem. But if you did it for your own purposes, you're going to be higher. But now we understand, since you're encroaching the Rosh Hashanah and someone fell in on the Rosh Hashanah side, why will you be higher? Yeah, but if you're encroaching onto the Rosh Hashanah now isn't it the entrance... That's exactly the point. Rabbin. Therefore, it's considered a bore of Rosh Hashanah Rabbin. And, and that's why you're, you're going to be chayim. As long as he falls into the side of Rosh Hashanah That's the case. That's, a, that's what we're going to have to say. But if you're going to Arvach Arvuche, you extended it. You extended it to Rosh Hashanah but it becomes a bore of Rosh Hashanah not a bore of Rosh Hashanah Okay, let's go to the next b'risa. Meisivei. Hachayfer bore of Rosh Hashanah Person was digging a bore of Rosh Hashanah But where did he open it into? Into the Rosh Rabim, Chayev. You are Chayev, that's a Barbish Rosh So this Tana clearly holds for Barbish Rosh you are Chayev. All right? Now, Rosh Hashanah let's say you were building it on the boundary of your Rosh Hashanah Yochid, and you opened it, and, but you didn't go into Rosh Hashanah You opened Rosh Hashanah and somebody fell from the boundary into the bar, you are going to be Potter. Okay? Which means what this Tana clearly holds, you're Chayev for Barbish Rosh and you're Potter. For a bar b'shus hayachid. Now bishlama l'raba kul rabbi shmoli. The entire this entire statement goes like rabbi shmol because bar b'shus according to rabbi shmol you're chayv for bar b'shus harabim you're potter for bar b'shus hayachid. This is how rabbi learned rabbi shmol and therefore it fits. But el l'rabbi yosef according to rabbi yosef it's very difficult because he held everybody holds your chayv for bar b'shus hayachid. So why over here are you potter in the case of the person who fell into the bar that was on the boundary of the Rosh Hashanah That's a bar b'shus hayachid. The bar b'shus hayachid everyone called you chayv. So el l'rabbi yosef bishlam reisha that goes like rabbi shmuel because you're chayv for bar b'shus hayachid. But safe but the case of bar b'shus hayachid money it's low rabbi shmuel below rabbi akiva. Amalach he says like this I'll tell you the case over here is talking about that it's the guy was digging a foundation. I was digging a foundation, then even though it's a barbish sayachid, but you're potter, and then everyone agrees to that ruling. For the sake of foundation, you're potter on it. So therefore that's the way in the ratio. The first ruling is going to be small. Second ruling everyone will agree with. Why are you potter? It's a barbish sayachid. Why are you potter? Because he's doing it. But why is he potter? It's more Rosh Hashanah Why is he potter? Because it has a permit. Because it's done for foundation purposes. Okay, let's go back to it. Now, we're going to see this that deals with a practice that certain communal-minded people would do. They knew that, especially you know, when, they, when, when people came up from Bavel for the Shalosh Golem, or people came from all over, they needed drinking wells. So what they would do is they would go ahead and dig wells on their property, on their own property. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, 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 that's not on their property. They didn't want to, they didn't give up their own property. They dug them in Rosh Hashanah But what they would do is, the Samuel Shalom explained like this, is that they would take responsibility to, until it's completed, but then whoever represents the Rosh Hashanah the people in charge of Rosh Hashanah they there was a, a ceremony, they would hand over the cover. By handing over the cover to the uh, person of of the official, so then it now becomes the responsibility of the community, right? It's now the waterworks 
are now responsible for it, and it's no longer the responsibility of the person dogging. But it wasn't. This behavior was not considered in violation because the purpose of this was to ensure that there'd be water for people to drink. Okay, so we understand what's going on here. So let's read inside. So Tanur Rabbanu learned in a brayso. Chafar, a person dug a well in Rishus Rabim, Uposach, and he uncovered Umasal Rabim. He uncovered it, gave it over to the Rabim. Now, what does it mean? Gave over again? He gave over the cover to the representative of the Rabim. Now, make it their responsibility to allow people to drink and make sure people don't get hurt by it. So Potter, if now somebody falls into this well, the person who dug it is no longer responsible. You with me? However, let's say he dug it and he uncovered it, but he did not yet get the chance or opportunity to hand the cover over to the authorities, which means that he did not yet give over the responsibility yet to the authorities. Therefore, what happens? Somebody below Masala Rabbi, he didn't give it over yet to those representing the, the, the community. Chayev, it falls in. I. Now, the Chayn, and just let's finish off. The Chayn and Hagish, the Chunya, and Chov for Chboros, Shechun and We had the story about Kot and the Chunya, he went, that was his custom. That's what he would do. His life mission was to ensure there's enough water for people to drink. He used to go around digging these wells and giving it over to the authorities who take responsible. Shechov for Basel, or Masala Rabbi. He used to dig and uncover it and give it over to the community. To be responsible, to be responsible for it. Now, 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 and when the Rachamim heard about this, Amru uh, that this fellow has fulfilled this halacha means he fulfilled this ordinance correctly. He took responsibility until he gave it over to the authorities. Right? Someone says, what? He only, it says, the way it's written, that he did this halach. I mean, he didn't do the other 630, but this one he did. When it's he didn't do any other halachas. When it says, even this halach, of course he did everything, but he did this one as well. Okay, with me? Tanra Bottom, we learned in this, uh, this following story. It says, The one who dug these wells. That his daughter, Navalabar Gadol, she fell into a large well. They came to Rabbi Hanina Dosa to daven for her. So Shari Shon, Amar Lehem Shalom. First hour he said, She's fine. Shniya Amar Lehem Shalom, she's still fine. Shlish is Amar Lehem. Also, third hour he said, She's already climbed out of. She figured out how to get out of the well. She's no longer in the bottom. So Amrullah, they went and asked her, Me, Holich, Helach, who told you how to get up? How did you figure out how to get up? So Amrullahem, Zachar Sherachelim is Damanli. I had a ram that appeared to me, Vizakan Echad, and there was a, a certain elderly man. Rashi says the ram was the ram of Yitzchak, the elder man was Avram Avinu, appeared to her, uh, Manigo was leading the ram and showed me the way to get out of this pit. They came back to him and they saw that she was saved. So Amrullah, Navi they said, you are a Navi. How, how did you know that she, she had to have got out of the pit? So Amrullahem, lo navi anochi, velo ben navi anochi. He says, I'm not a navi, my father wasn't a navi. This is what I said to myself. This was a clear, logically made sense. To be there for more three hours, she would have been dead. There's no way that this woman could have died in this pit. Why there's no way she could have died in this pit? Because Davish Ozotadik Mitzarabo, something that her father put his life mission into putting efforts into digging these kind of wells, there's no way that what? 
that Hashem would have allowed her demise to come through the very thing that her father made his life mission. So therefore, Yekashel Bo, he should stumble over it. But Zara, his, 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 his offspring, should die from it. So Amr Rabbi Rebbe, Amr Rabbi Acha, he says, even so, his son ended up dying through thirst. His son, his son died through thirst. So Taz was asked, well, one second, why is that, why is that, open? why, what's the difference? Right, because you've got, what you mean, in other words, why did the son die? Or If he made his life mission to make sure that well, the people are going to be... He should have been able to, his son should not have died that way. That's Taz's question, right? So Taz says that it's still, he's saying that, it, that this fellow was, was involved in digging the pits. So something that he involved in actually creating these things, the no way, now, the water is not something that he made, he didn't create the water, the water's like the body. Right, so therefore that's not the same thing that you can die, that you would be not dying from the thing that he created. Right. That's, that's Tosa's answer. Anyway, now Mara says like this, Ava uh, even so, Rabacha said, Meiz ben his son died of thirst, Shenemar Savivav, those who circle Hashem, Nis, uh, nisara. Nisara means it's turbulent. The closer you get to Hashem, the more turbulent it is. You have to be more careful. The closer you get, he's more medactic and in terms of his, uh, the, 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 the punishments. Nisara me'oid. Now the word Nisara, the turbulence should be with a Samach. Why is it written over here with a sin? To teach me. I'm sorry. With those who are closest to him, is, is, is much more. Uh, 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 what's the word? Deducting? Exacting. Exacting is like the breadth of a hair. It means that's how, that's how uh, he, he careful he is with those who are closest to him. And the reason we say is because actually he'd rather give them the punishment in this world to enable them to have more, more and more reward in the, in the world to come. Rab Nechunya Amar Mehach, Rab said himself, he said that this idea is learned out from another posset, but the same idea from a different posset. Where's this posset? This is, it says, Kel Narayt, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu beside, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is, in, is dreaded by his excited Kedoshim, by his holy council. The greatest fear are for the ones that are closest, the ones that give him counsel, the ones that fear the most. That he imposes on them his fear. Rabba v'noira al-kol sevivov. He is, his uh, great and, and, his, and, his, and his awesomeness is felt by those that are, uh, are closest surrounding him. If a person says, he goes around saying, eh, what does a Kodesh Baruch care if I do this? It's a candy, what's a big deal? No, if a person doesn't feel that a Kodesh Baruch is really taking a, a look on what he's doing, and Rashi adds more, and he tells people, eh, what do you think, a Kodesh Baruch cares whether or not that, that, that's a problem. So there, Yevatru Chayov, he is uh, foregoing on his own life. Then he's mafkar his own life. If you, you think HaKadosh Baruch is not watching the things you do, you're then, you're, 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 you're mafkar your own life. Shenema Hatsur, that the rock, Tamim Po'ala, everything he does is in perfection, called the rock of Mishpat, everything he does is weighed and justice is there. Some people it's later, some people it's earlier, but nothing is just ignored. Amrav Chanavi Item Rasmul Barnachmeni, Maidachse, what does it mean? Erech Apayim. Erech Apayim means that Hashem is, uh, is, 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 is de- delays 
the, the, his face. Now, a face we're going to see is, is, uh, reflects both if you're happy with someone or if you're upset with someone. Now, Erech Af. Put it wrote Erech Af. He delays when Mashmi's anger. A poem is Loshan of double. So there's two things that are delayed. So we're going to see it means he delays showing his happiness for certain people and he delays showing his anger for certain people. So well, that's a double Loshan. So look, Siv Erech Af. So what is Erech Apayim? Letzadikim valerashoyim. That for the tzaddikim, he delays showing his happiness. He punishes them now, so he can, uh, he can uh, reward them later. For the shayim, he delays showing them his anger because he's, he gives them the reward now, and he punishes them later. Tan Rabban, we learned in a brisa. Lo yisakal adam rabim. person is cleaning out his rishus rabim, his rishus with some stones. He should not dump his stones into the rishus rabim. You're creating problems now for the people that in the rishus rabim. So myself, Adam Echel is a certain person. Shai masakal rishus rishus rabim is cleaning out, throwing his stones into rishus rabim. Matzah chasid echad. A certain pious person found him. Amar lo, he said to him, Reka. Foolish one. Why are you throwing the stones from your domain that does not belong to you, right? To a domain that does belong to you. Now, he flipped it around. He said, so, so the legal leg love, uh, so he mocked him. Hey, you're out of your mind. What do you, you tell me? You're throwing it from a place I don't own to a place that I do own. Clearly, you're, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. What happens is, uh, days later, the guy took a turn for a worse, and he had to, went bankrupt, he had to sell his house. For, and, and now he became homeless. So what becomes the place where he lives? He has to live in a public domain, and he doesn't own his house anymore. So he was walking at Rosh and you know what happened? He tripped over the same stones that he had thrown. And I see now what that pious person said to me made a lot of sense. Why are you throwing from a domain that is not yours into the domain that is yours? So you see here a very important yisod. We see over here that if a person does not take care of the public domain, then what is considered his will no longer become his, and he's actually affecting negatively that which will become his. That's a scary thing. Let's say you dug a well, I uh, dug a well in Rishusarabim. and into it fell an ox or a donkey. Chayiv. So you chayiv bar Rishusarabim, like we said the time before, whether it's Rabbi Shmuel or Rabbi Kiva, depending on Rabbi Rabbi Yosef. You're chayiv bar Rishusarabim. Hachayiv bar. If you went out, whether you did a circular pit, shiach, you did a trench. Right, that's narrow and uh, long and narrow. Ma'ara, it's an underground vault. Charitzin is uh, it's uh, it's an open vault. Neitzin is like it's wider on top and narrower in the bottom, like a wedge. In all cases, in all of these uh, ditches, and you're all chayv and rishusarabim. Same kind lamanim are bor. So then, why did Torah use the word bor if you're chayv for all of them? Ma bor sheyesh b'kadei lahamis asar tvachim. The key point is that a bor that the the the, the ten tvachim is the amount when an animal will die. So if it's something that the animal died from, which is ten tvachim, that's the, that's now megala. That's the mamatzin to everything else. Av kol sheyesh b'kadei lahamis. As long as it has enough. To kill the animal falling in, it was ten tvachim. Whether it's shaped like a bar, whether it's shaped like a like a, all of the chai. Now, 
Let's say the hole was less than, the ditch was less than 10 Tvachim deep. Now let's say, and into it fell, uh, and it died. Potter, you're potter. But imhuzak, but let's say the animal didn't die. It just broke its leg. Chayv. you'll be chayv on a borderless and then Now there's a machlok as shown, a very interesting machlok What happens if it fell in less than 10 and it died? Now I understand I don't have to pay for death. But the horror, what about damages? I don't have to pay for death, but let's say it broke its leg and it died. So less pay for, than Less than 10. There are some that say the fact that it died showed that this was something that was a... Uh, that it's a, 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 a not a no. It shows that it's not the norm. This is not a normal thing because a normal thing, the animal should not have died. So you're not even high of damages under such circumstances. Others say you're not high for its death, but you are high for damages that, that, that happens. So the tent's again, you're high When it dies. Yeah, but yes. are you. Oh, there's no damage. There's damage. Uh, damage, damage is for yeah, sure. You're high. That's the greatest damage. The greatest damage is this thing doesn't live, right? Now. Let's go weiter. Now we have this machlokas we had way back on, on Dav Chavtes, the machlokas Rav and Shmuel, when you hire for bor, what is the damage, damaging agent that you're hire for? What the scientific shot over here is, I've not seen anyone explains it well, but uh, what, what Rav is going to say is that when you dig a well, so then what happens is when you dig a, a hole in the ground, that the air is, uh, creates, is to- there's a toxic agent, becomes toxic, and the animal that is damaged is damaged to the toxicity of the air in the, in the, in the ground, not the ground itself. The damage caused by the ground you're not high for because you don't own the ground. So how could I be high on something I don't own? But you created the toxicity of the air, that's what you're high for, right? So Rav says, I'm a Rav, Bor Alav Torah. The Chiv of Bor in the Torah is Lehevlo. That's for this Hevel, this, this, this dank, Air, the toxic air, but low lechavata, but not for the impact on the ground. Alma, we seek a suburb that Rav, you see that Rav Shita is chavata karka olam, that the, uh, who, that the, that the, the, the impact is caused by the land, which belongs to the world, doesn't belong to you, it's Brashusa Rabim, the, 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 the maskal, but the maskale, and you're not high for that. Shmuel Amar, Lehevlo, that you're high, you agree with Shmuel Rav, you can be high for the, uh, for the toxicity of the air, but you're high for the toxicity of the air, he also calls Shekane for the greater impact, the greater damage is caused by the ground itself. For the land itself. So now, says the Gemara like this, well, if, Rav, if, if Shmuel holds that you're higher for the ground, how do you know that you're also higher for the air? We're going to see there's certain cases where the ground is not going to be an issue, but the air will be. According to Rav, you're only high for the air, so it's not a kasha. But according to Shmuel, you're high for the ground, then maybe you're only high for the ground. How do you know you're higher for the air as well? Because that's a, that's a bigger chiddush to say you're higher for the air, because that's less of the impact. So what it says like this, Ve'im ta'omer lechavato, according to Shmuel Amra Torah, below lehevlo. He says, ha-Torah he'ido al-abor, because the Torah says Yuchayev on a bor. Now the Torah doesn't say what's at the bottom of the bor. Meaning the Torah says Yuchayev, whether the bor is, 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 uh, um, What's that? No, 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 shape. Whether you, uh, you, 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 you uh, what's it, lined it. Whether you lined it with feathers or you lined it with wool, either way, you're chayiv. Well, one second. If you're chayiv, either way, how can you be chayiv? If, if you're insured, there's not going to be an impact, you'd still be chayiv. You know why you must be chayiv? Because you're not just chayiv for the impact, you're also chayiv, what? 
for the toxicity of the air. That's what you have. So when it says like this, the chayre bar afilu malay sefugin, even if you filled it with sefugin shel tzemer, tufts of, of wool, you still chayev. So therefore you chayev for it. Now the one says like this, if they both agree you chayev for the toxic air, and one of them says you chayev for the, the, the chavata, what's going to be the difference? Either way you chayev for the toxic air. So what's the difference between them? So my benai, what's going to be the difference between them? So when it says like this, ika benayu to avad gov versus aravim. Let's say what you did was you made a ramp. You went into Rosh Hashanah and you made a ramp that goes up ten Fachim. Animal goes up the ten Fachim, falls off the ramp and smashes itself on the ground. Now there you cannot blame the air. Why can't you blame the air? It's out of the, out of the pit. But the ground, that you could. So therefore, according to Shmuel, you'd be for bor. According to Rav, you would not be for bor. Okay? Rashi says another difference will be if the animal falls face up. Face down, you can say you're high for the air. But if the animal fell face up, you can't say it's the air that killed him. That'll be another difference between the two. Now, that's important to know that we'll see why. So, when it says, My benayu, the Abed Goyva, Bershusha Rabin. So, the Rav, Ab Goyva, Lamachai. Quant to Rav, you're not high for a ramp because there is no problem of air. The Shmuel, Ab Goyva, Nami Machai, because you're high for the Chavata of the ground. Now, my time at the Rav. Now, where does Rav get this idea that you're chayev specifically for the air? So he says, the Amakrav and Nafal, the Nafal means the animal fell in. The animal fell in, it's much fell in the normal way. How does a normal, an animal normally fall in? Face, face down or face up? Face down. face down. Why is the Torah say it falls in face down? Because you see, it's not the ground. If it's the ground that causes the damage, it would make no difference if it falls in face down or face up. The Torah says you're only high if it falls in face down because you're high for the hevel, you're high for the toxic air. But nafal, nafila. What does Shmuel say? Shmuel says, I don't see from the word nafal how it falls. It falls in any way. Nafal kaldahu, face down, face up. Either way, you're high because you're not just high for the air, you're also high for the impact as well. Alright, tonight we learned the Mishnah. Im kein lamen emar bor. So we, the, the, the Mishnah asked the question, then why does the Torah say the word bor? If you high for all ditches, trenches, vaults, why does it use the word bor? To teach you that, that that's the standard. Ma bor, shi'ez bogadei lahamis, that there's enough to be able to kill asarat fachim if it's ten fachim deep. I've called Yeh Bokadei Lahamis coming to include everything else that there's tent for him that you'll be chayim. Now, according to Shmuel, what's the everything else that's being included? Right? Very good. Because you need tent for him to include even ramps. Even ramps. Because there's no air there, but there is the chavata. Now, that's good according to Shmuel. But according to Rav, what else is being included by saying everything that has tent for him? Right? Someone says like this. So, therefore, I've called, what is everything else? The two Yeh Gova to include the ramp. What is it being included? So what it says, the, uh, the vaults and the ditches, uh, and, and the wedges. So what it says, but it says in the Mishnah, that's in the Mishnah. So you can't say that's what it's coming to include, because that is, being, that is in the Mishnah. So what it says, it says it in our Mishnah. So it doesn't mean that that's what it's coming to include if you already mentioned it. Means the way to read it is what's being included by the word bar in the Torah? And then the Mishnah explains it and says, and that's what we're referring to when it's including, it's including that's what's being included in it. But it's not referring to, the, to, to ramps because you're not chayev on ramps. Let's go on. So why is it like this? Why does Mishnah have to go through all these different things? Bor, Shiach, Mara, Haritzin, Eitzin. What's each one of them adding? So what it says like this. 
If you only had bar, Havamina would have thought like this. Bar asara hu de isbe. A bar has to be ten him because that's where you have isle hevla. That's where you have the toxicity of the air. Bishum de katin. First of all, it's very narrow. Vekricha and it's circular. So the air cannot escape anywhere. That's why there's toxicity. Aval shiach, but a, a, a trench which is longer to Arich, maybe it's not enough to pretend Tzvachim, it's not enough to create that toxicity. You don't have that. That's why it has to mention even trench, Tzvachim is enough to well, create it. The trench would be because the air would get out because it's wider and longer. You would have thought that. You would have thought okay. that. Now, because the animal falling in, it could escape right. from the right. So Moses says like this, the Itana, Shiach, and if it would have said a trench, Havamin Shiach, Asaro, who the Isbeh, Tzvachim is enough to create toxicity by the trench. The Isbeh, Hevla, that's where you have this Hevla, this, this toxic air. Bishum de Kotin, but it's still very narrow. It's long, but it's narrow. Aval Maro, but an underground vault, all right, it's wider, it's much wider. So therefore, you might think the Merva, since it's squared, Aimabas, Saralaisla, it's not enough. Ten Tvachim deep to create Hevla, to create the toxicity. So now, that's why it has to say Maro. Vitana Maro, if would have said this underground vault, Havamina Maro Basara, that Ten Tvachim is enough to create this Hevel. The Isbe Hevla, Mishum de Metalila, because it's covered, covered and traps the air. Ava Haritzin, but where it's not covered, the Haritz is a vault that's, that's on, on top, it's open completely. So you might have thought Ten Tvachim is not enough to create, it's wide, and so maybe you need more than Ten Tvachim to create that Hevel. So the Deloy that it doesn't, it's not covered. So Amabasara lays Bohevla, maybe that ten fuck is not enough to create the hevel. That's why it has to say the case of uh Haritzin. Now, the Itana Haritzin but one of the things you have by a charitz, it's wide, as wide on top as it is wide on the bottom. So therefore, I would say ten tfachim, and that's what ten tfachim traps it. Aval neitzim, by neitzim that is wider on top, it's like a wedge, it's wider on top, and it goes down to be narrow on the broad. I would have thought that no, in such a case, you have to understand why does it make a difference if it's wider on top and it goes down to be narrow, but maybe that form would not be enough to, 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 to trap tent Tzvachim of Hevel, because I guess it's narrow, so it's not enough space to trap that type of toxicity nested. You may have to go deeper for that, Kamash Milan, that's that even there you have ten Tzvachim of Hevel, that's why it taught all those cases. Gentlemen, have a good day. We'll, we'll learn Shabbos uh, between Mechamayrav again.